The Pittsburgh Steelers lose embarrassingly 30-13 to to the Colts, and the hits keep on coming. We'll break it all down here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job free. Terms exist a lot. All right, Steelers fans, let's just get to it. This is a miserable state that this team is in. In fact, this is a miserable team as the Steelers lose 30 to 13, dropping to seven and seven and out of the playoff race in the AFC. As it stands going into uh going after after the game, I'm recording this before the Broncos game has officially ended. Uh they are the 11th seed right now. I think if the Broncos lose and it looks like they're going to, uh, I think that might prop them up to the 10th seed. But even if every team that they needed to lose loses. Uh, this this weekend and next weekend and the week after that, this Steelers team is not in a state where they can fight their way to the playoffs because they can't beat anyone. They're beating themselves out there. Mike Tomlin even calling it out after the game, saying they're not doing anything right fundamentally, saying that they're playing poor football. And there's no doubt about it across the board. There's nothing there's nothing to celebrate. There's nothing to be excited about you know you got some guys that are still fighting through it and doing what they can tj watt you know still putting effort out there uh but this is a team that looks battered bruised beaten and whipped and we'll get into a lot of different state stages of that and what it means for where this team is at where as it as it stands right now um but focusing on this game i think it's obvious they had a plan coming in and that there was a plan to attack and they had some ideas of how this team wanted to wanted to beat the Colts to attack certain parts of their defenses defense and to play certain you play a certain way on your own defensive side of the ball. But it's clear all of that became unraveled uh, or unraveled in this in this in this game as time wore on. Um, the Steelers come out in this uh, in their in their game and they get a 13 nothing lead. The offense gets a touchdown drive on a short field, a blocked punt gives the Steelers. Uh, a one yard, uh, a one yard field. They get a touchdown off of that, and uh, they get a missed extra point. But they get a they get a a, a lead there, and then the defense uh, gives up gives up a, a, a bad a bad touchdown drive. Um, they give up some big plays. Uh, seven seven play eighty yard drive for a touchdown. Uh, they get a stop and a turnover on downs. Uh, the, the following drive after Mitch Trubisky threw an interception, but then after a uh, another you know, drive that ended totally for the Steelers at the end of the first half. Uh, the Colts get three plays, 48 yards, 74, 48 yards, 74 yards total, 48 yards getting on their own, but 74 yards, and they get a touchdown uh, to go up what was 14-13 at the half. And then the, in the second half, it just got worse. First play of the second half, Najee Harris with an inexcusable fumble uh, to start to start the half on the, on the first time that they get the ball after the Steelers got a three and out. Um, to start to start things, and then it just completely unraveled from there. The Steelers gave up four scoring possessions 
out of six drives in the second half, you could see the defense was spent. Now we could break into a lot of different things. Uh, we could break into we'll get to the Demonte KZ and make up his Patrick part of this, but it's just clear this offense has no sense of where it can go. Uh, even the, the the run game that was so strong a month ago when they were plowing over even good defenses, they're not even getting it together right now. And it's it's gotten worse when they were with when they had Matt Canada head coach. They were averaging 16.6 points per game with Mike Sullivan. They're averaging 14.25. It is not looking good for, for, for the Steelers at any point. Mitch Trubisky in, in this game, uh, you know, he had some moments early on where I thought he looked like he looked pointed. He looked like he understood where he was supposed to go. Um, but as the game wore on. There were too many times he looked lost, and then even when times that he knew where he was supposed to go and saw where he was supposed to go and threw it at the right times, he would miss badly on receivers and just kill the off, kill the offense and kill the team uh, with two interceptions. Though I will say one interception was also on George Pickens. He should have he should have fought harder for the football there. And I also think that George Pickens' performance. Uh, when you see his effort on the field, there's been times before where people have said he wasn't blocking in certain situations and they were like, you know, halfback dives on third and fourth and ones or up the middle and he was lined up out wide. That's not a play that you typically tell your wide receiver to go crush somebody on. But there was a play where Jalen Warren was pushing towards the end zone and George Pickens just kind of gave up on his block and didn't try that hard. And that was that was disappointing to see from from his effort there. And that's something the Steelers uh, need to pick up. But again, it's not just George Pickens. He's far from the the biggest culprit in this game the offensive line was ter- was was terrible mason cole was terrible um guys I, I still have to look over the film and see exactly what happens i was also covering pit basketball just before this game so i'm watching from tv and i'm trying to piece things together while i'm working on my my, my other beat here uh for the post gazette but uh just across the board being the offense just another abysmal performance even when the the, the special teams gives you a touchdown uh, you still aren't able to do more with it. And then the second half completely shut out uh, just terrible performance there. Um, and I, again, you know, Najee Harris fumbling in a terrible spot. And in this game, I also thought his vision was worse than it had been in that we'd seen this season. There were times this, there's been times this season where I think that he was running into hopeless situations. Uh, but in this game, you had that fumble, you had just opportunities that were there and he wasn't taking them. And he just didn't look like he had it at all today. And granted, there were a lot of plays where he didn't have much of a chance. There was about one or two where I think he could have cut better, but still, even when things have all been going bad for the Steelers, Najee Harris has, has typically protected the football and he didn't in this game. And I do think that fumble was what basically sunk them uh, from any chance of a comeback uh, in that, in that situation, in that situation. Um, and you can, we can get into a lot of different things on the offense. I want to talk about the defense shortly, uh, but the bottom line is that there's there's no direction, and this is part of what uh, we'll get into with Mike Tomlin to, to for the future is what the heck do you do with this offense moving forward? Mike Tomlin after the game talking about their fundamentals, talking about their penalties, and, and listen, the penalties were also certainly a problem in this game. I'm looking for the penalties right here. Eight penalties for 101 yards. The Steelers at one point earlier this season, I want to say back in like – mid to early November they were they were one of the least penalized teams in football that is no longer the case over the past four four games or so uh where they they've certainly changed that pace with the way they've played um Mike Tomlin saying you know things they they have to do things differently not that they have to turn things around but they specifically just they have to do things differently and I think that that's where they're at on offense they have to find 
some different path there. They tried to put Mason Rudolph in in the final drive that they had the ball. Didn't go well. Granted, it was also just too late in the game to see something there. Um, they they got to try something else. They got to they got they got to try other things. And Mike Tom admitting this is a poor football team and it's on him. The way that they're playing right now is is completely unacceptable. The offense terrible and the defense. Um, you can at least look at the defense and say, hey, you know what? They're banged up. They're you're at they're 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 asking a lot of them. That's a tough situation to be in. But ultimately, this is a team that had a chance three weeks ago to put themselves in position for this loss not mattering. If they handle their business against the Cardinals and the Patriots, they'd be 9-4 and four going into this game, and this would just be a disappointing loss that you could kind of wipe off and say, okay, well, they probably won the division, but they're at least still in the playoff race and they have a chance to bounce back. But now you're in a point where not only is your record now dropped to 7-7 seven and seven and you're out of the playoff picture, but your team doesn't know what it can do to get back into – to get things back in, into a winning state, and you see – a dejected locker room, a dejected team right now. That is not a state we have seen the Steelers for a very long time, in my opinion, without hope of anything tur- turning around, obviously around the corner there. So we got a lot to talk about. I want to get to the defense because they they are not uh, completely absolved of blame just because of injuries. They have a lot of things to answer for. And of course, we're going we're to get to Mike Tomlin because things that we were talking about before continue to loom larger and larger and are going to are going to force the Rooneys to ask more more difficult questions uh with the way with the way this season has gone. We'll get to all that in a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Stick with us. We got a lot to discuss. But first, we want to remind you this show is also brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the, you need the right people to, on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're, that you're hiring for your, so your network can help you find help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's my small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the, the candidates you want to talk to faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion about this terrible loss here. We got to talk about the defense. Again, the offense can be a point here, but this team, this defense looked battered and whipped in this game, as I say here on the uh, the, the topics column uh, you know, on, on the screen here. But we have to talk about the the battered part first. I mean, just I, I think there's some people out there that are saying, well, they're, they're paid for backups to be a reason. They're paid to be in the NFL for a reason, but legitimately – these are the backups of the backups at this point. You know, you can see, you know, Elon Landon Roberts is playing amazingly well for a guy who was the third option for this linebacker group when Quan Alexander was signed. What him and Cole Holcomb were doing, we were talking about, was really important for what the Steelers were putting together. And even in their stead, I think Landon Roberts has done a remarkable job holding things together as best as he can. But it is just, there are just two 
too many obvious weaknesses with where, where things fell once those two guys were out. Michael Walker, and we talked about like he had had moments where I think he had really stepped up for the Steelers and given you good moments, but eventually, you know, the, the Steelers were going were, were to be working to try to mask him as much as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing, they're doing that in this situation. And, uh, you know, a part, part of masking him is the personnel around him. It's the safeties that can help coordinate stuff that can keep him communicate and keep him in good positions. It's, it's, it's other guys around him. And, you know, once, once this game played out and you were down, all of your safeties, you were you had no chance. And I mean, this is a this was a safety unit that was already missing Keanu Neal. He's on he's been on injured reserve, but uh, you get Demonte Casey ejected for what I think is a horrendous call. I, it wasn't horrendous. The, pen, the it was called a penalty because it was a hit to the head or neck area of a defenseless receiver. That's part of the, That's part of it. Even if it's incidental, Demonte Casey wasn't trying to. Even you even saw he tried to like turn his shoulder so that he didn't hit the guy with his helmet. Um, but then to eject him, I thought was egregious, was purely reactionary to just seeing Pittman hurt there. And I thought that that was, uh, if you call that, if you call that an ejection, there's going to be a lot of players to get ejected every single week. Uh, and we're going to be missing a lot of defenders every single week in the NFL. Um, because, uh, Michael Pittman dove for the catch on that play and DeMonte KZ was just trying to do it, was trying to make a play and he was in a tough position. He just turned his shoulder. So it didn't hit with his head. And got ejected for that. I think that, that was a an atrocious call on the part on the part of the officials. And then uh, to make things worse, the Steelers on the very next play see Mika Fitzpatrick make a tackle, go down, grab his knee, and and writhe in pain. He goes off. He tries to work it off, and then he's out for the game. Uh, and then after that, Trenton Thompson goes down with the injury. So now the, even the practice squad guy who you had brought in and had been a reliable chess piece. Uh, to help along with your other two starting safeties, even he was out. So the Steelers were down to Michael Walker and Patrick Peterson as their starting safeties for, for the rest for the rest of the game. That's there's there's nothing. Or, uh, not Michael Walker, excuse me. Miles Killebrew. Michael Walker's the linebacker. I apologize. Miles Killebrew and Patrick Peterson. If you had told me that that was ever the case for the Steelers, I'd say yeah, think things things were looking bleak, and they did. Um, and I, I noted before this game, like Tom made a point, they have to do, they have to defend tight ends better. And I think in the early part of the game, when they had their safeties in, they were defending it better. They only allowed two catches to tight ends, I believe, in this game. The problem was one of those became a touchdown, and now they've allowed five touchdowns in the last four games to tight ends, and in the eleven games before those games, doing my math right, I think I think that's correct. Um, uh, in the in the eleven games before those games, they allowed just one touchdown during that stretch. That is, a and I think you look at that. There's no other thing to point at, at obviously than the problems they're having at linebacker and safety with injuries and availability. And you can mask it up as much as you like, but if when you just don't have the guys, you don't have the guys. And it would get it would be one thing if it was second a second stringer uh, or a third stringer. But we're talking fourth and fifth guys coming off and then even guys playing out of position to try and help in those spots. I think that there's just a rough spot that the Steelers are in there uh, with that situation. But even still late in the game, when the Colts were able to just run the ball, I think it was a 13 play drive uh, or a 15 play drive where they ran the ball for 70 yards and they got a field goal out, out of that drive that the Steelers looked whipped. And that is different on defense. Typically when you see a Steelers team, if they're getting beat, 
you see them you see them being able to claw and find ways to make something out of it or they're at least bringing their physicality and i think that they wanted to but they just couldn't in this game and you did, and you and you saw it uh, early on they certainly did i think they asserted some things but as the game wore on they just didn't have it in them you know cam hayward ended up he's now in the concussion protocol after the game um you know seeing what happened happened there but his defensive front just kept getting beat to, to the point to beat to the punch um you know, I think that as as time wore on, you saw guys like Mark Robinson looking the wrong way, going the wrong way in, against the run, opening up easy holes for the run game for the Colts. Uh, Michael Walker also just not getting to the point of attack. And it was just bad play after bad play after bad play. And that's and that's a, a big part of it. And that's where it's a realistic part of when you're down to the backups of your backups. You're gonna get you're gonna get uh, you know subpar performances some days, and you need some way to balance it. But I think that's where the offense needed to see someone step up and lead in this game. And and lead didn't just doesn't just mean like say the cool speech before the game. Lead means in the game, step up and make the big play, put the team on your back, rise up and make the difference in the moment to show that hey, we're not out of this. And that just didn't happen in this game. There wasn't a moment for Najee Harris. There wasn't a moment for George Pickens. Uh, Deontay Johnson caught a touchdown in this game, but there, you know, Mitch Trubisky. There just wasn't that moment for anyone. And, and the defense. You look at the seven games they've won. They've been because of the defense dom- dominating. I mean, they even had games where they they the defense was scoring most of the points for those games uh, for the Browns game. And you know, the defense I think did as has done as much as it could, but you needed to at least have a game where your offense could back up. And yes, I know Mitch Trubisky is your backup quarterback, and I know that you know the situation that he that, that he's in, and that's that's different. And Kenny Pickett's not there, but you need your offense to be able to do something, and it, it couldn't. And I look at I, I I put I have a hard time putting this all on the defense, or even major the majority of this on the defense, um, because they're in a rough spot. And if the Steelers at least possess the football, if they, if Najee Harris doesn't fumble. Inside his inside his own red zone. If um, you know, if Mr. Risky doesn't throw two interceptions, if George Pickens makes a bit a better play on one of those interceptions, uh, if the Steelers, you know, as a team, do better than four of twelve uh, for uh, you know on third on third downs, maybe the defense doesn't get as tired. Maybe the defense doesn't you know doesn't wear down as much. Maybe Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't get hurt in this game um, because you know maybe they, they wouldn't have been out there as much, um, but. It's just it's a it's a sad state for where the Steelers are right now. And it's just a reality that they are struggling and struggling to find any sign of consistency on any point. And as Mike Tomlin put it after the game, it's the fundamentals that they're not doing. It's not there's not some magic pill the Steelers, uh, you know, the Steelers need to take that just would be, oh, we we see it's just getting beat across the board, beating themselves across the board. And they're not a good football team and it's killing them right now. Uh, the mistakes that they're making, the the, the holding penalties, uh, you know, the you know, just beating off the be, getting beat off the line of scrimmage. If you're even at the you know, if if you're at the at the one yard line and you even saw the one touchdown they got with Mitch Trubisky getting a sneak, Mason Cole's getting stood up at the line of scrimmage. You need you need to at least get a push there in the goal line to give your your quarterback some space. Fortunately for the Steelers in that in that moment, Mitch Trubisky got over the line, but it just wasn't. You know, it 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 it, it, it you know, that that was a problem all game long, and it seems like if you're a, if I'm a team right now, I'm putting a big nose tackle right in front of Mason Cole every single snap and try and telling him, hey, your job is to push him back. I don't care if it's pass or a run, push him backwards, and that's gonna and that's gonna lead to problems because he's not gonna be able to stop it. Um, and and uh, I think that you could again, you could point to the defense. You know, I think that you know guys like T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, they did what they could. 
Um, you know, you you look at you look at the way the Steelers played. T.J. Watt got two more sacks on his ledger. Uh, even Larry Ogunjobi got a sack in this game, and he was a guy who I had felt wasn't performing nearly high enough for the Steelers uh, in recent months, not even weeks, but recent months. Um, you know, uh, you know, Joey Porter Jr. had a pass breakup in the end zone. Um, they were guys that, you know, were clearly showing effort, but as a collective unit, it was just too poor of an effort across the board. And uh, it leaves a lot of uh, a lot of things to be desired if you're the Steelers franchise and you point to Mike Tomlin and say, hey, what do you do to fix this? What do you do to get these guys their, their heads off up off the up off the mat? Because. Whereas not everything's on Mike Tomlin all the time, you know, when Mitch Trubisky misses a wide open George Pickens and, and, you know, there's just obvious plays that should be made and execution isn't there. It isn't always just simply like, oh, well, Mike Tomlin should have told him to, to do the obvious thing, but it is on Mike Tomlin to make sure that they're organized, motivated and prepared, uh, maybe not motivated, but at least prepared uh, to be, to be able to win, to win this point. And I'll get to my point about that motivation part in just a bit here, but uh, I, I'm going to ask a lot of points about Tomlin and, again, legitimate questions that Art Rooney has to answer uh, for, for himself and this franchise in this offseason about the future of this franchise with or without Mike Tomlin. We'll get to all that here in a moment on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I want to remind you this show is in this episode is brought to you by and sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up yourself through all for yourself through all of them. I faced plenty of times in my life where I've had to shoulder on a lot of burdens, and I found the best answers oftentimes because I had the help of good therapists. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in because they will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's actual professional therapy done online and available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. And with therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And if they have, and they have a special offer for listeners right now where you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com slash locked on for BetterHelp Therapy online. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion about the Steelers. We turn from this game and look at the obvious question as far as what do you do with Mike Tomlin? Now, Mike Tomlin not making excuses for the Steelers after this game, saying it's it's on him, it's on the Steelers, it's on them as a team to be better, and they have to be better, and they're going to, try, they're going to do things differently moving forward because they can't do things the same way they've been doing. And that's all well and good. I, 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 want, I always urge people to remind people, that, that is, that what Mike Tomlin says to us in the media when we ask him questions isn't necessarily what he's saying to his team. He's protect his number one job when he's at the podium is to protect his team from uh, from out from us kind of breaking things up and trying to make things you know appear in a bad way. But right now, there's nothing to make to make appear in a bad way. The Steelers just are in a bad way, and that's where I'm at right now with the, with the Steelers team. And it's and it's honestly with Mike Tomlin as well. Where again. I get that the Steelers have been going through a lot of adversity. They've had backup quarterbacks. They've had, um, you know, they've had injuries across the defense. They've had injuries across the other. They've dealt with a lot of problems this year. But 
they've they, they've had plenty of other years where they've had adversity. Just last year when they were missing T.J. Watt for half the season, and they found a way to rally and get the wins they were they needed to get to at least finish with a winning record. Um, and they could still technically do that right now. Not technically, they they could do that right now, but they have squandered such an opportunity. Uh, with these last three losses in bad losses, not even like competitive. Oh, you know what? This was just a miraculous game by a really good team or anything like that. Or, you know, you got just a bad beat. These were terrible losses. These are efforts that you can't accept moving forward that you need to gut from your team, uh, you know, from, from, from your team's you know, minds and try to get things back in order for your team. And the question is, can Mike Tomlin do that um, now? I know some people are, are out there are just saying, nope, it's impossible. Can't do it. Uh, this is now three straight seasons with three with 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 three, losing streaks of three games or more. Uh, you, you can't have that. He's done. He's finished. And he, you know what? You may be right. Who knows? Uh, but I also think that, you know, the last time I believe that happened was 1998, 1999 and 2000 when that happened under Bill Cowher, where they missed this, the, uh, the playoffs for three straight years. Um, and this, the Rooney's extended him now. Here's my thing about that. And if you've been listening to the show and watching the show, which most of you have, and I thank you for everyone who does, um, you know that I've brought up that parallel before. At the end of that, that stretch there, 2000, Dan Rooney extended Bill Cowher and justified it by saying, hey, he didn't lose the locker room. He's still my guy for the future. He can turn things around. Art Rooney, would he be in a similar situation at the end of this season? That's still up in the air because they still have three more games to play, but it's not looking like the Steelers are turning things around at the end of the season as it currently stands. And that could be a unique position that the Rooneys will, will be in, uh, in a position where they're on the, the the next to last year of their head coach's contract. The Steelers are are uh, famous for, you know, well, they're, they're famous for their success, but Part of their success has been their continuity at head coach over the last what 60, 70 years, where Chuck Noel has been coaching, you know, since you know, coach for so long, the Bill Cowher coach for so long, and now Mike Tomlin has coached for so long. And each of them have have brought the city the city at least one Super Bowl. Chuck Noel, of course, brought four. Um, but this is a unique situation where I think the Steelers are in a position where they have one year left on Mike Tomlin's deal. And you have to ask yourself, how do you, what do you, what do you focus on? How do you handle it? Um, you know, what do you, what do you go into next year thinking? And some people want Mike Tomlin fired. I think that if the Steelers are looking at this uh, in a way that, you know, is, is, I think is a balanced approach. I think that they might say, you know what, we'll let Mike Tomlin, if, if this is a losing season, we don't know if it will be for sure, but it's looking that way. If they can't win just two of their, uh, their last three games here, um, because that's where the, that's where they're at right now. Um, but if they do have a losing season, um, it would be Mike Tomlin's first, and I think it would be a terrible precedent to set. To set uh, if your organization uh, has a, a, a head coach that wins seven division championships, two conference championships, a Super Bowl, uh, and, uh, and and doesn't have a losing season, and then you get rid of him after rid of him after one losing season, uh, because then I, I'd say like, what head coach would would want that pressure of oh one losing season I'm, I'm, and I'm out of here. Um, and I also think that as a as a or as an organization, Mike Tomlin has never had the chance to try to rebuild from a bad season. You know, this as I brought up before, the Saints uh, before they traded away Sean Payton, he had a rough stretch after that 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 first iteration of his Saints kind of grew old and, and left and left the, left the team, and he had three straight seven and nine seasons. But the Saints never wavered; they gave him a chance to rebuild, and he got them four straight division titles and uh, some really good teams out of that. They didn't end up winning the Super Bowl, but it was still you know an effort 
that I think that uh, a lot of people looked at and said, like, okay, it was worth the wait to see what Sean Payton could do there. And I think that Mike Tomlin at least deserves one of those types of seasons because let's let's say the Steelers lose out as in, as as they're playing right now, they very, very well could finish with just seven wins, uh, which would be their worst seasons since well since 2003 and but that would put them in a position to have a decent draft pick and then you have to ask the question do you go get a uh you know a, a Jalen Daniels do you go get a um you go get a you know a number of different guys who um you could go get a quarterback you could go get a, a really talented playmaker on either side of the ball you could do a lot of things uh with with your draft picks and then you could also say what what pieces do you want to move on from next year you know guys like Mason Cole guys like uh, you know, Al Robinson will come off the books. You know, Mitch Trubisky, do you want to move on with Chooks core for and the free agency, you know, space that you'll create with that? Um, I think that there's a chance for the Steelers to do a lot of rebuilding um, with, with that. And the question is, do you want to rebuild and give Tomlin at least one more chance? And if he shows progress next year, then you extend him. I think that is the suitable play. And I talked about that with Paul Zeiss on our Pittsburgh Post-Gazette post-game show. That's why this show came out a little bit later. I do apologize for this not coming out right away after the game. Um, but I had to kind of fill in for the Post-Gazette after the game uh, during a live stream. Uh, right, right as the game was over, I was also covering pit basketball. So, you know, Chris is uh, wearing all the hats again today. But point being, um, I, I think the Steelers are in a position where if you uh, objectively look at things, yeah, things are bad right now. But this is also a team that was seven and four at one point, and they did have things going going for them. And they had a lot of injuries that rough at rough points that kind of cost them and put them behind the eight ball. I, I think Mike Tomlin at least deserves one crack at trying to trying to write this. And again, this, this season is not completely over. It just looks like it is. Um, but I think he deserves at least one crack to try to figure out like, Hey, you know, can we build anything that looks like it's sustainable moving forward? Can you get that kind of kind of growth? And if you do, then you can approach that the season after, after next, after 2024 and say, all right, we're extending Mike Tomlin. We're keeping him around. Uh, but if you don't, then, then you say, all right, well, we we've 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 signed we, we've we've tried we've tried our best here we move on and i think that part of the answer here is not just you know looking at looking at the chances for a new quarterback if you want to give yourself a chance if kenny pickett doesn't work out but also looking at offensive coordinator and i want to get more into this with my monday episode that will that will do but if the Steelers go and get an offensive coordinator that they think is a is a real deal guy this year. I think they're, they're in a unique position because if Mike Tomlin's on the last year of his deal, an offensive coordinator, a person who wants to be an offensive coordinator is going to look at that and say, mm, I don't know if I want to tie myself to this team because their offense stunk last year and uh, the, the head coach could be gone in a year if, I don't, if, if things don't go well. But what you may be able to sell is getting one of those getting one of those those future guys that you think will turn into a really good offensive coordinator you might be able to say hey legitimately you, if you get a guy that you think could also maybe turn into a head coach that you, that you'd that you'd want to promote uh in, in the future and you say hey we're giving you two options here a you turn this offense around and everyone looks at you like the savior of the Steelers offense because you made Kenny Pickett look good or whoever they drafted quarterback look good and you flipped an offense from one of the worst in the league to to one of the better ones in the league and then you'll be hired away for a head coaching job at some point because of that or two this thing doesn't get off the ground and if you show progress we'll, we'll, you'll be the interim head coach and maybe even promoted to the head coach because they would have made the hire of, of an offensive minded uh, offensive coordinator um to maybe give them the chance at growing up there that is i think a legitimate path for the steelers right now 
But there's a lot of questions to answer before you even get to that point, and we'll explore some more of those on our Monday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critique. Read my work uh, at Carter Critiques, excuse me. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette by going to post-gazette.com and all of our podcasts there as well. And check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday and sometimes Saturday, apparently, uh, when uh, the Steelers do play. Uh, and we we give you our updates here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'll be back again Monday uh, trying to get, get you get you guys some content. We'll get some more review of what happened in this game and keep you over. Hang, hang in there, Steelers fans. It's been a rough stretch. We're going to keep things coming here for you on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 